The following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle. Brought to you by Angie Lancaster Remax, G-MIG's Fifth Street Pub, and AMPM Plumbing. Now, live from G-MIG's Fifth Street Pub in Valley Junction, this is the Hawkeye Huddle with your hosts, David Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge. Always important to make sure everybody knows who this show is paid for by. Right. Well, I think is that, that is the uh, disclaimer so that it's uh, whatever we say is on us and not on them. Uh, it definitely is. Um, the, I, does Pete have a, a, a cough button like if I accident? I mean, it's happened twice in 20 years. I don't know. Pete, I've done it. Are we on delay or do you have a dump? Because I've done it. All right. Okay, thank good. you. So, um, well, if you didn't dump last week, then yeah, there's no yeah. re- no reason when, to worry Cray- about it this when, week. When Creighton's vein is popping out of his head last weekend and you didn't dump, we're, we're probably okay this weekend. Anyway, Brett Red, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here at G-Migs in West Des Moines. You know, it's a little bit of a light crowd. It gets more basketball season and, and the holidays. They're going to start. They're going to put the wreaths up here pretty soon. It's going to get festive in here. But a uh, little light crowd tonight, so come on down. Join us. Uh, bring the kitties, why don't you? Uh, Half-price you know. appetizers and wraps. Nice. Very good here on Tuesday night. We're here from 5 to wings 6 o'clock. Wings included in that. Are they really? $10 wings. Yeah. 5 to 6 o'clock, and we'll be here all the way through the winter sports season, and that includes basketball. We're going to talk basketball tonight because the Hawks started last night on the men's side, and the women's uh, team's going to get going in earnest this week as well, so we're going to talk about that. Obviously, a lot to go with football uh, as the Hawks get ready for Northwestern over at Wrigley Field. And... There was a little bit of news yesterday out of Iowa City in terms of the athletic director and Brian Ferentz and Kirk Ferentz. And so I think we're going to go there first. Uh, the we Iowa, have to. Iowa preparing to, at 6-2, and two, preparing to take on Northwestern, who um, played a really good game and beat uh, Maryland the other day um, in, in uh, Evanston. Um, but as they do so, Brian Ferentz uh, yesterday, uh, it was announced the university would not be renewing his contract uh, at the end of the year, not um, just not just not renewing, informed that he will no longer be part of the football program. Um, that's I, to me, that's a significant difference. That the, means yes, he's they fired. informed fired. informed him that you're gone. Yeah, you're fired. You're not gonna. You don't. You're not on the offensive line coaching anymore either. But here's the thing. So this is an interesting thing because clearly today, Kirk uh, in in his press conference was unhappy. This was not his choice. This was not something he agreed to. So Beth Getz and the president of the university and um, any number of Board of Regents members, um, apparently it was split from what we were hearing. There are a lot of people that are not happy about this, but a lot of people who are. Um, but this happened. They, they've let Brian go to be a lame duck. And this is the part that I don't get. Here's why I get really mad. And it's ah. not Teddy Ruxpin. I don't understand. Look, fire him get him out and bring in somebody else now what are you doing what what do you think you're doing leaving him to coach the rest of the year as a lame duck offensive coordinator when by the way he's the worst offensive coordinator in all of college football and you're going to let him keep his job when you're six and two and you still have a chance to go win the big 10 west well it's my understanding they have a two-month um you have to notify them two months in advance if you're going to terminate. 60-day working notice? 60-day no, no, no. working notice. We have that where I work. It, it, <laughs> it actually it doesn't work when you're being fired, fired. That's when you're being laid off, kids. Well, however, however you want to want to look at it, they're going to pay the guy $850,000. They may, well, may as well get something out of him. <laughs> Fine. Let him go out there and run the, cra- the, the dummies around. 
at this point in time, I just don't understand as bad as he's been. And and here's Wait, the thing. Chad, we could run the inside stretch player, inside zone. Uh, so Kirk said today, you know, they, they, they asked him several times today, uh, trying to get him to talk about it. He says, no, clearly I wait till the end of the season to do these things. This was not my timing. This is not my choice. This is not the way I would go about it. He was clearly not happy about it, did not agree with it. Beth Getz made this decision, which is interesting for an interim AD. She made this decision so that we don't hear fire Brian chants at football games so that, that the stands are still going to be full for the Rutgers and Illinois game, um, presuming particularly that Iowa beats Northwestern. Uh, this coming Saturday. And that recruits know where you're at. Too. And that recruits, and probably yes. even more importantly, the transfer portal um, guys will be in a, I'm going to hurry up and wait and see who they who they hire. Right, before but, leaving. Before I leave. Before leaving, yes. Um, where I, I agree. That's what this had to be, right? It said, you, right, you, have, had to be you have to try, you got signing day on December 20th, or in one of them is December 4th. And you you need to make sure that before people jump in the portal, they have an idea of where you're headed. And and I've even heard some recruits. Well, it'll be interesting to see who they get uh, before you know committing, decommitting, whatever that might right. that might be. Right. And and it's going to take. And I don't know where I read this, but I know this is something that I thought of. It's going to take literally a Herculean effort for Kirk Ferentz. To let go of his ego and let go of the offense and bring someone in who is going to change things so dramatically that it will look as if it's not even Iowa playing. Now, on the list of, oh gosh, I'd love to have him, Paul Chris to me actually makes the most sense as long as Kirk is still the, the head is, coach. Is the head coach. And the reason I say that is because. Wisconsin ran a physical ball control kind of offense. Um, he understands the way that Kirk basically thinks, thinks yes. and has played over the years. Um, and I think that that would not be too big of a, of a change. Paul Christ had good offenses at Wisconsin. He had good offense um, literally everywhere he has been. He's down at Texas with Sark, which... I mean, that can't hurt you from getting some new ideas. Right, right. Um, and, and so, to me, that makes the most sense if Kirk's going to be there. I don't, I don't think Coach Bud is necessarily the guy. I don't either. Um, I don't either. I, the idea that we're going to just, because the dude from Washington went to BV and was from Northwest Iowa. Not getting him. Zero chance on no, that. No, no. Um, I could see Bill Inge coming to do Bill the Bill Inge. If he wants to be the defensive coordinator, that's a possibility. No, I, I totally agree with you. And the, I, I, there's no way. I just don't see that well, guy coming. Let me finish you know, that but, thought on the, on the Washington guy. I know that um, for a fact, okay, I've got, I've got completely dialed in sources on this one, on the Washington guy. Alabama backed up the truck and said, how much do you, do you need or want? Yep. And it, and it was in no. the it was in the neighborhood of three million, and he said no. Yeah. So, I mean that well, they're going to pay somebody three million dollars to be offensive uh, coordinator, right? And so he's he he's not coming. Back. He's not coming. No. Now Palashik does make sense, I guess. So that's at, that's at, my Wyoming. that's my guy, right? So Palashik uh, Pulisic Tim Pulisic was the uh, offensive uh, line coach for Iowa for. Uh, three or four years, did a terrific job after he'd been at North, uh, North, North Dakota, Dakota State. North Dakota State. 
um, and, and had done a very good job. He's off at Wyoming as the offensive coordinator right now. They're doing very well. He makes a lot of sense. He's already been in Kirk's program. He's already run. And that was the last time, by the way, that we had a decent offense, right, when he was there. He left. That was the last time the offensive line looked like the Iowa offensive line. Okay, so that guy makes a lot of sense to me down the road if Kirk chooses to stay. Uh, Kirk would not say anything like that today, which, of course, he's being emotional. I, I, here's, here's the thing that's really interesting to watch because we know this guy. I mean, we, we know this guy. He's a good guy. But we're all, but we're all, but we're all a product of our own egos at some point in time. Yes. And here's a guy that did not, did not acknowledge when they talked to him about what was going to happen this weekend. Dick and Hill's the clear number one. Don't give me that. There is no way that Deacon Hill is the clear number one. Well, and what, he's going to trot him out if, there. I am if, not making any changes this week because I am Kirk Ferentz and if, I'm doing nothing different. What and if I, he's you know, playing possum? Why tell Northwestern you're going to change? But uh, has he ever done that? Yes. When? Uh, uh, Ricky Stanzi. No. At, at Pitt. Um, he took him out after the second interception and brought in Jake Kirstensen, and we lost the football game. Yes. He, so, in other words, he didn't really play possum. He started Jake Kirstensen. Stanzi then came in and played three great series, led the team right down the field and scored three times, and then he took him out. Ridiculous. He didn't play possum. Now, I would agree with you that there's a possibility, but I doubt it. I think he's, uh, he is now ingrained in, I am going to die on Deacon Hill. And, and that's where he's going to go. And I am Kirk Ferentz, and you're not going to tell me what to do, and I'm going to do this. And I, I just, it just dr drives me up a wall that he's willing to ruin his legacy. He's not going to ruin his legacy, but he's going he's to ruin his fan base the rest they go of the year. On, they go 0-4, he's ruining his legacy. And if you start Deacon Hill, I'm telling you right now, if he starts the next four games, uh, Iowa is lucky to win one. Well, I, lucky to win De one. Deacon Hill is the worst Division One quarterback I've ever watched. Never seen anything like it. Period. Yeah, yeah, me too. I've never seen anybody that bad. So you can't tell me Joey Labus is behind him. You cannot tell me that. No, I can tell you he's behind him. You cannot tell me that Joey Labus is not as good or could not do better. Brett, I than can tell Deacon you anything. Hill. I can tell you anything I want. The fact of the matter is this is goes back to our days when when we had to look at the kids when they came off the field and they're like that's not a strike and you're like well look at the scorebook yeah what's the scorebook say it's a strike it says it's a strike the so it's a strike umpire called a strike so there's it's a strike I get what you're saying but at the, you're right Deacon Hill is the worst college quarterback I have ever seen I've never seen anybody that bad in Kinnick Stadium at any level he's, never and he's the worst he's just he's he is not competent. He doesn't have a feel for the game, and the players around him are not exactly accentuating any of the positives that he may They're have. They're open and standing there waving at him, and he can't throw him the football. Or, or chooses not to. And, and I mean, if Scott Dockerman can, can design plays by watching the TV replay, not the All-22, the TV replay, and look at certain things, and and see what's going on. Tell me we're still on. Oh right? yeah, that was something different. Okay. We got I got an email. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it at any rate, if if Dockerman can see how this RPO would have worked had he pulled it out and thrown the slant pattern and may have gone for a touchdown, then why let us hope that Brian reads the athletic 
that Kirk reads the athletic. And goes, oh, look, he's hey, right. look, there's that play. There's that play. That and, oh, count. look, they're, they're coming up. We can identify that the safety is coming. Let's go ahead and make that change, and let's see if we can't actually make a positive play instead of running directly into nine guys in the box. Because teams are going to go man-to-man on our guys outside. And honestly, I think our guys outside can beat them. I agree. They, they were in the first half of the game against Minnesota. Now, later on, it got worse because they knew they, they could just press coverage, right? Because you know, they're not beating anybody because he, he didn't have any time to throw. Early on, Iowa had guys open all over the field. But you can them. beat them if you're running a minor variation of your offense. A minor variation, yes. I mean, and it's it's not a big variation. We ran this variation with uh, Bethard. We ran it even with uh, Spencer Beatrice. We ran some RPO stuff, even though there was no chance that he, he was going to run. run right? That he was going to run. Well, and Joey Labus ran it in the bowl game. Go but, back and watch but, the plays in the bowl game. But keep He's in mind, insta- quick. instead of doing just the regular play action, we, we're going to fake the run and pass and make that play happen. And so that, honestly, is the way that I think that you can see some things happen. So I'm sitting there this now, weekend. Will they? I don't yeah, know. Right. I, ha- I hold... I hold hope, but I hold no confidence that anything like that will, will happen. I, I, I don't. I feel like we're going to be standing there well, in Wrigley Field, be there. In be Wrigley Field there. on Saturday afternoon, and Deacon Hill's going to trot out there for the for the entire game. He's going to go running out there. He's going to get booed by the Iowa crowd that's there because they He's all paid to go there. He's not going to get booed. He's going to get murmured. He'll get murmured. He'll get murmured. Okay. And we're going to watch that, and and this is why at 29 and a half, the all-time low, a new, a league, new record. league record for the all-time low and the over/under, will be uh, 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 go off this way, right? And Iowa at this point in time, um, I'm looking at this. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know where they score. I don't know where they score unless if if the running game gets it going if they if they can start blocking a few blocking a few knocking a few guys well, out of the way they they have a chance so i actually it's scouted it's not going to be the pass i scouted the northwestern team last week uh, sitting in this very chair and i noted that uh, maryland i think tried to run the ball five times is that about right maybe eight wait I- I watched a lot of it, but I now I'm thinking you're right. They, they never yeah. they never tried to run the football. Yeah. They, now I don't know if, if running the football is a good idea in Northwestern or not because Maryland never tried. Maryland still managed to go up and down the field and still managed to fa- show the fact that they have zero defense, and Northwestern somehow was able to do all kinds of things because of Maryland's propensity to have no discipline and not be able to tackle. Well, those are two things that Iowa has. So. Which is why Iowa's a five-point favorite, despite everything that's gone right, on be, to be, be before, right? Yes. Because, uh, as we said in the Minnesota game, how are they going to get more than X number of points? And they basically got to what and, we thought they, they might get to. They got exactly what we thought. We just, Iowa The came fact short. that Iowa yes. couldn't, couldn't score. So you've got to get a touchdown on the first drive when you've got the scripted plays. You've got to hope that you don't run through the entire script so that you can continue on the script. <laughs> for the second series and at least get down to a field goal. And then you got to have some turnovers, which Iowa did not have against Minnesota. Defense did not have any turnovers. Nope. And, the, and obviously they had the, the special teams return that got called back. Oh, by the way, did you see the invalid fair catch by the Penn State guy? Yes. Penn State guy totally and completely invalid fair catch. I mean, caught literally. The ball and then ran the ball 20 yards. No call. Had his arm. Out and waving. Like about three quarters, three quarters of the way up going. Oh, yeah, no, 
I'm not gonna. And yeah. then then he ran it. And then he caught it and ran it for 20 yards. Yep. No call. All right. Legendary. Legendary is the fella that sat behind home plate. Oh yes. At the World Series last night with From an Iowa T-shirt on, with a sign that said that was not a fair catch. That was that was legendary. Top top notch. I don't. It's Best not really, troll. Was uh, it, is that trolling? I don't know. That is called trolling. You and know, it, we were talking awesome. about trolls the other day, and there, I saw there's a movie, the yeah. troll movie. Andrew and I were talking about it because the dude for the D-backs has got the troll hair. He's got the purple hair. Yes. And I couldn't remember what those dolls yeah, were. Trolls, those are right. called trolls, and now there's this, a movie on it. This was the greatest troll. It all comes full I've circle. I've seen, in, I don't know, in how many years. That was awesome. With that, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll grab Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. We can talk a little college basketball. The Hawks played last night against Quincy in an exhibition. That's pretty good. And, of course, we'll get his impressions of what's happened uh, with uh, Brian Ferentz and, and over in Iowa City in the last couple of days. All coming up, we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 102.1 FM and ESPN 1350, Des Moines. Every broadcast of the World Series kicks off at 6 p.m. on Des Moines Sports Leader. At the Diamondbacks and the Rangers Battle of the Top, you can hear every play on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. And we're back here in the Hawkeye. Hello, Brett Rich, Dave Crane Jr. with you. G-Migs in West Des Moines, Valley Junction, 5th Street. That song was about Beth Getz. <laughs> Got us on the mountaintop. <laughs> She's got it. She's got it. Oh, baby, she's got it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. There is no question that she has a, she has something, right? Because she's gone ahead and done something that uh, Gary she's, Barta couldn't do. She has right? temerity. She, <laughs> she's got grit. Sir, you have grit. There you go. Yeah. Uh, She's getting a lot of support, too. She is. And There's, she should. She should. For, for making a decision that was very difficult to make. You have, getting, you you know, have to make this decision. So, so Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com, do you have any indication of the kind of wagons that she may have circled to kind of get around her before she made that decision in terms of support from around the athletic department, the... Board of Regents, so on and so forth. Any ideas? Good evening, guys. Hi, John. <laughs> Hi, John. I, I'm answering a tough question, man. What, We're what, good. What? No, I've got, a good an I've got a good answer for, it, for you. Was, was, was this really um, Beth Getz or was this Barbara Wilson taking well, out Brian? That's a question. There you I go. I wonder if maybe it was. Barbara Wilson. Well, and Beth she, was the she's Beth the boss of all do, of them. But, but, yeah, I mean, she had to. This, uh, I just wonder if it was Barbara Wilson, President University of Iowa, that kind of, you know, led this charge a little bit. Beth had, you know, Beth's trying to um, audition for the gig, right? Still right. interim. Um. You just wonder. Uh, well, it, it, it certainly. I, I'm, I'm going to point my fingers in the air like Brian Windhorst and say, "Why would they do that? <laughs> why, why, why would they? Well, do, it, it, it was. Why uh, would they do that? When when I heard this was going to happen, I started started thinking yesterday. Okay, there must have been like an argument between Kirk and Beth, or the, or, or a, like a, an actual discussion where things went sideways for this to happen right now, right? But you're pointing it in the right direction, which is perhaps above them, 
Uh, maybe the president of the University of Iowa was tired of being the laughing stock of college football and seeing her university uh, trashed on on national television. Or maybe each she week. maybe she was tired of the fan decorum at home football games, where the chance of fire and, Brian and, and those sorts of things right. were People throwing out. crap on the field, which they should all have been removed it, for too, it, right? Right. And, I'll, and t- said, I'll tell you guys. Um, I think I told you guys. I don't know if I did last week, but. Um, I was standing literally right next to Beth Getz when the fans started throwing stuff on the field, and she was she was just beside Taking herself. Out. Yeah, she was like, "Please stop! Well, please we, stop!" We we, we well, I, I can we were too, right? I mean, the Minnesota players head off the sidelines. We're standing, turning around, and in whatever uh, state of inebriation each of the three of us was, we're yelling at people, "Stop!" What, you know, stop! Don't stop! It's right? fair to say I was in zero point one. You, we were low. We were low last week. We were very low. one beer. Yeah, we, were, we were very, we were very low last week. But my the point is that we were yelling. Beers, isn't it? Right. Well, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a, we we had a low key day. We had a low key day last week. But um, not that we haven't <laughs> had low, high key days as well. But it was a low key day. But we were we were screaming at people to stop. Get you know, and anybody we were, we were ready to throw people out ourselves because it was just. It was just that bad. And, and it, you know, it's a great point that when you see stuff like that and you see the frustration, you hear fans cheering to fire a coach and you hear things like that, it's, maybe it's time to make a move and maybe somebody above did do that. It's a great, it's great insight. Um, the, and because it's really one of the only reasons you do it in the middle of the season and then she, don't just replace him, right? She's Most not, places she's not, you just replace she's not making, him. She's not making that call without the full-throated support of Barbara Wilson and the Board of Regents. Right. Right. And I, uh, just, I just wonder if maybe there was – there was just wondering. Why would they do that? Oh, I, well, yeah. so don't you think there's some benefit to doing that um, now so that you can at least get a sense for – Trying to save people from jumping into the transfer portal, trying to save, make sure you see yeah, new there's, recruits. There's, there's some of that, but I don't think Barbara Wilson has any working knowledge of that. But I, I know that there's probably some, obviously, some concern about that. That if you wait until after the Nebraska game, maybe some guys are going home on that Friday night or whatever, Saturday, and and Sunday they. I'm putting my name in the portal, and you haven't done anything right. yet. So, right. it just kind of gives you some clarity of where things are going to move. And I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Kirk does because you have to look at it from Kirk, Kirk Ferentz's perspective. He's been doing this 25 years at the University of Iowa, and he has been in full control of every hire and fire that has been made in that football office. Full stop. Perhaps in the other, perhaps in some of the other programs as well. Well, <laughs> so yeah, okay. You, you make that statement, yeah. but uh, was he completely in charge of firing Chris Doyle? Um, yes. I mean, he had to sign off on it. Yeah, he had to. Okay. He had to. Yeah, he had to. It's yeah, good, I mean, it was question. just right. they were just in, they were in a no-win situation, and he knew he had to just go along with it. Well, isn't that what they're? I know his initial, his initial, (laughs) his initial thought, and Chris's initial thought, I'm sure, was we're going to fight this. But then, you know, you have to take into it's, you know, like a lot like what Michigan is doing right now. Yeah, 
Jim Harbaugh, you know, the, well, we're going to throw this Connor, Connor Stallions. Uh, we're going to throw him overboard. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah we're, oh, know. my gosh. How about the dude in the Central Michigan? Uh, he's on the he's on the coaching staff at Central Michigan. That's yeah. Connor Stallions. Yeah, right there. It's like, dude, yeah. he's our running back's like, coach. Yeah, it's like, um, you know, that's the thing with, like, Pat Fitzgerald. Pat Fitzgerald didn't survive because there was nobody that could be a fall guy there. They were all right. right. They had they had to get rid of somebody, and there was nobody to get rid of but him, right? Yeah. So, so you know. speaking of this weekend, Northwestern this weekend, are they are they are they seriously trying to tell us that, that Deacon Hill is that much yeah. better than Joey Labus? They can that they can trot out the worst college quarterback that either of us have ever seen in Kinnick Stadium, and that I'm really dead serious about that, Tom. And they're going to start him over this other guy this week and not give him a chance, or are they are they hedging their bets a little bit and kind of playing a little possum? I think uh, we're going to see Deacon Hill. <laughs> That's what I think. I think uh, right. Kirk was pretty direct. You're going to see Dirk, Deacon Hill on Saturday. He's going to die on. He's going to die Hill. on Deacon Hill. Die on Deacon Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I found my. How was the basketball game last Deacon night? Hill. Yeah. <laughs> let's move. Yeah, let's move on to basketball. How was the basketball game last night? Your observations. Iowa wins it to what? One hundred seven to sixty. What is it? One hundred three to seventy six. They got down sixteen yeah. to six right away. Slow start, but well, then from there. Make a shot. Well, yeah, but slow start from there. But after that, it got it got a lot better. And I I know you're a little more bullish on this team, Tom, than than I am. But I I think. I think it's for good reason because I think the freshmen are really good, right? I really do. The question yeah. really is, is Fran going to mix them in with some of the other players and, and make a rotation that's going to help them win some ball games? Because there's some talent there, but it, it, it just may not be ready. It was interesting to see his rotations last night, and I don't think he will continue to do this. I don't think this is the way he's going it to It was operate. Quincy. Well, it, it was Quincy. But he was doing, like, hockey line changes. He was five in, five out. You know, it was like watching the old Dean Grinnell. Smith teams. Yeah. You know, right? does Grinnell do that, too? They just bring five in. Ooh, they used you know, to. Line yeah, when they, when, they were, when they were scoring 150 points a game, there was five guys yeah. would play three minutes at a time, and then the next five would come in, right? That's what they did, yeah. But yeah, but it, the, you it, can't do you can't do that in the Big Ten, and particularly when you're going to have spe- specific needs of some of these guys, like, Dembele, uh, I got I've got to learn how to say Laje Dembele. Laje Dembele, he's going to be a rebounder and defensive player. You're going to have to figure out a way to put him in around Ben Cricky because Ben Cricky's too slow to defend anybody, but can score the basketball in the middle of the paint, right? So they're going to have to my, figure out ways to get these guys together, right? They just are. My concern is that Laje is going to fall out in five minutes. He's, well, he's got, let's make him an he, effective five minutes. He's, a, is he, he's one of those, huh? He's Reggie Evans, Doug he's Thomas. Still learning how to play, and uh, there were moments last night where that was really evident. That I mean, he had some really good moments that block on that guard coming in, and he right. just snuffed him out. Um, you know, there were some nice moments, certainly nice moments, but. Um, you know, I thought Owen Freeman was really good. I mean, you're always going to take a 6'10 guy that uh, can run the floor like Owen can and finish around the rim and dunk it. And You know, Owen's not going to back down from anybody. 
Brock Harding was kind of what you expect him to be, which is there's some moments where you're like, wow, that guy's awesome. And then there's other times like, wow, that guy throws some passes that are questionable at best. Uh, but that's you take the good with the bad with Brock right now. And Price Sanford just came in and just drilled his first two threes. I mean, he is just a terrific shooter. And Peyton was struggling a little bit shooting it, but he still finds ways to score. I thought it was impressive that seven guys, seven out of the core ten that, that played, finished in double figures. I mean, that's yeah. maybe that's was, the way was, they yeah. do things yeah. this year. Instead of having a, you know, Luca goes out and gets you thirty, or yeah. Keegan gets or you twenty eight, twenty seven. Yeah, right. Yeah. So Bryce Sanford was four or five from three, right? Peyton yeah. got eleven. Yep. Uh, you, you did. You start going down it. Uh, P Mac with uh, sixteen. Patty Mac, who looks a little thicker up top, by the way. Uh, for the first time, I mean, too. I really th- new haircut, uh, yeah, that buzz he, cut. Yeah, he 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 does <laughs> zero look, dynamic. Looks like he's actually been able to put a little upper body weight strength on. We'll see how, if that helps him. And and then you're right. I think from there, everybody kind of had what played to their strengths. The Freeman kid at 12, 12 points, four boards. Is he is he a bigger Greg Bruner? Is it? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of a guy he reminds me of because because he's a finisher, right? He's a he's a he's a he can grab it off the boards and put it right back in, right? So I feel like a Greg Bruner out of that, maybe. I I don't think a Russ Millard. That I, was more. That's a little different. I, but but he's, I said, he reminds me. You know who I've comped him to is he's a better version of Ryan Creener. Okay. That would be okay. Not all Big Ten, but yes. that'd be okay, and maybe someday all Big Ten. I think Ten, he's right? got more upside than I think he's got more upside than than Ryan did. Yeah. Um, well, they're they're going to have know. to find a way to do it in combinations this year. Is the way it's going to work. And and um, Franch- I, I, by the way, I think Franch- you, you've got him sitting on the bubble, back. right? Yeah, I have him on the oh, bubble going into yeah. the season. Yeah, yeah. I shot. I said. I said, Ryan, is he like a kind of a, you know, Ryan Creener? Eh. And I, he gave me that look like. Like, uh, well, I don't really yeah. think that's a good comp. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I get that look from Fran every once in a while. He thinks I'm an idiot. So that's the same no. as like, look, my wife, look my wife gives me, you know. So. <laughs> well, they're going to open up next Tuesday, 7 p.m., so will be right after we're done with our show here. Um, it's on BTM Plus, so we can watch it here, you and I can. Uh, you'll have to dial it up on your on your phone or whatever you get your app uh, if you're doing it somewhere what? else. Brucey's got there are like four games on BTN Plus, I think, uh, uh, throughout the the preseason as well. So well, let's put it this way: the victory over Quincy makes you feel okay, right? How, how imagine being Louisville last night, losing at home to Division Two team that's supposed to be eighth in their conference. Listen, you know there are bad things that can happen in preseason Todd basketball. Todd first year. Do you remember it? Now, first of all, Southern I told you. Utah? No. F- I told you after we got off the phone after the first interview, we're in real trouble. Yes, right? I, I remember. I, I, right. Yes. And I said it on these airwaves. Yes. But aside not, not from these, that, aside, right, right. Airwave, right. aside from that, Iowa played Coe. Coe Co College, College in Cedar Rapids. They won 60 to 56. That didn't happen last night. No. Okay. We're probably in better shape than that at the very least. Okay. Tom, what, what's the upside for this team? Is 20 wins the upside? 23? Yeah. Um, I, you know, Francis really likes his team. He said it last night. He told me that privately, too. He's like, I really, really think this team's got something. So, um, 
I'm not quite there yet with them. I, I am more bullish than most on this team, but I think they're bubble team, middle of the pack, Big Ten. I worry about the rebounding. I think some of that was validated last night. I didn't think they rebounded it particularly well. Um, but, yeah, I think they can, you know, I've always said this, guys. They're going to break that stupid Sweet 16 streak with a team you don't expect them to do that, it with. That yeah, not, right. 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 Hey, this but the one guy we did, haven't mentioned at all, is a guy who can be so hot and cold that he Tony Tony Perkins yeah influences the entire game. That nights when he is on and hitting his shots and oh by the way rebounding like a, like a madman and just playing defense like crazy, Iowa wins right. And nights when he is he goes cold and he's kind of disinterested and goes three for nine from the free throw line like he did last night <laughs> could be tough right. Right. He's got to make his free throws. That kid that that kid's important. To All right, Iowa. Tom, real quick. All right. Yeah, uh, how, we got to roll. Do we, we beat roll. Northwestern? Um. Yeah, I think so. But I'm I'm a little concerned about this one. Just I don't. I it, it was you know we didn't get to talk to players. It's hard to get the temperature of this team right now, and right. what how they're reacting to everything with Brian. I think it's going to go either really well or we're going to be like, boy, this season oh, boy. is in real trouble. You know, one of those two ways. It's, there's not going to be an in-between, I don't think. And Northwest, that Sullivan kid is playing like he's, uh, you know, Johnny Unitas out yep. there right now. I mean, yep. he was just, he was playing great the other night. Yep. Yeah, I thought so too. Yep. All right. Hey, thanks, Tom. We'll uh, appreciate it, and we'll check in with you next week. Okay. Have fun Thanks, in Chris. Chicago, Tom. Yeah. All right. Tom yeah. Caker to HawkeyeReport.com. And uh, we always recommend you get out there and check out his website. Great recruiting stuff out there as well. All right. We'll come back. Uh, we've got a few of the other sports to talk about. And then uh, w- interesting question posed to us by one of our fans as well to wrap things up. We've got a couple of segments left on the Hawkeye Huddle here on 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Hey, it's Chris Carlin, and you're listening to 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. And we're back here in the Hawkeye Hello, Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. Halloween. So uh, is that what this is all about? A little crazy tree on Halloween? Yeah. I don't know. It's never a bad day Baker's for us. Nights have Osborne. happened all across the metro. Tonight in Grimes, where I would normally be, I'm not going to make it because I'm going to be here. Grimes is a fun place to do the trick-or-treating, but not in 25-degree weather with wind. Not doing it tonight. Logan's done fine for the last couple days. Got enough candy. I'm not doing it. So. I, I don't blame you. Anyway, we want to check in with uh, the other sports that have been happening. First of all, women's basketball, by the way, they, they actually open up for, uh, for Ernest, in Ernest. For real? Monday, for real. Uh, before we'll get on the air again against Farley Dickinson. Farley. Farley, Farley Dickinson. Farley. 6.30 p.m. I believe that's a BTN Plus Don't game next Monday Don't sleep on night. FDU. No, Just ask not. Purdue. No, do not. Uh, the women's soccer team with the big upset in the Big Ten tournament the other day, as the eighth seed, they went to number 12, Michigan State, beat the number one seed in the Big Ten tournament 2-1, to one, and they now move on and play Penn State on Thursday. Uh, number six, Penn State on Thursday. So good for them. They with a big upset. That's uh, that's nice for them. When Ten you four say and four number, on the year. Number it's nice. six, the sixth seed. No, number six in the country. All right. So Michigan State was rated twelfth in the country. Number six in the country is Penn State, rated in the country. Uh, the, but from a seeding perspective, Iowa was eight. Michigan State was one. I believe now Michigan, uh, Penn State is probably three in the in the seeding for the Big Ten. So or four, uh-uh. four or five. 
one eight four five two two three maybe four maybe four five yeah. or yeah. two yeah. seven yeah. three six yeah. usually. I was told there'd be no math. Field hockey. Uh, the Iowa women with uh, a, a big win, number eight Iowa over Rutgers, number three in the country. Remember, we said going in we weren't sure what they were ranked because Rutgers only lost once all year, but they beat them seven to two on Senior Day, seven to two. So they get out of the season at thirteen and four. Next up now, Maryland uh, on Thursday in the Big Ten tournament at Ann Arbor, Michigan, four p.m. And is then that's the Thursday, Friday, and the Sunday. The tournament is up at, at Michigan. Yes, then. Thursday, right. Friday, and, and Sunday. I believe that one is on BTN as well. So you can check that out uh, as well. So uh, that's kind of where those teams are finishing up the fall season. Of course, we're going to start hitting it more with basketball and wrestling as things come around here in the next few weeks. It gets really busy when we have football and basketball together. And then basketball, once football goes away, it gets easier you to, to know talk Yesterday was a sports equinox. Do you know what that means? Uh, no. Tell me about it. All four major sports were playing. You had the NFL, Monday Night Football. You had Major League Baseball in the World Series. You had NBA, and you had NHL all, all the same on time. the same night. I don't put NHL in there. Okay. okay go ahead. But I'm with you. It's yeah. uh, declared one of the four major sports by everyone. Yeah. Couldn't name a player. So, okay. Oh, my gosh. Connor <laughs> Bedard. Well, yeah, I'm sure you could. I'm just saying I can't, right? I, He's the number I, one know, draft choice. Yeah, yeah. He plays I, for the I Chicago well, Blackhawks. It might as well be pickleball. Okay. Um, Yuri, Yuri Panarin, the I dead man. Watched, it was his birthday by yesterday. The way, scored a Logan goal for the and I, Rangers. Logan and I watched uh, World Championship uh, table tennis the other night uh -huh. for about 20 minutes. It was riveting. Were the Asians winning? Maybe. Maybe not. You never know. Um, up for discussion, our friend Kevin Driscoll. Yep. Iowa coach that you'd most like to sit down and have a beer with. And he, went with, Ken he went with Ken O'Keefe. I immediately went to Norm Parker, too. Yeah. So he went with Ken O'Keefe. I, I, I like his, his thought process here because Ken, very soft-spoken guy who probably had a ton of insights. But Norm Parker, let's face it, you and I had a handful of those, just you, me, and him conversations. We also, and they were awesome. We, we also had a, a handful of you, me, and Ken O'Keefe. We did, and they were they were good. They just weren't as funny, right? Right, right. right. Norm, we did. Norm we, would have been a better guy to have. I'll tell you who would be a great guy to have beers with. Dan McCarty would be pretty fun. He'd be pretty fun. I think uh, Carl Jackson, because he was he had mm -hmm. both Hayden and Kirk. Yep. I think he yep. would be pretty fun. Yep. Um, I've had beers with Chuck Long, so. Remember we did. We had, remember the night Ed Podolak Oh yeah, we've had invited invited us to buy him dinner. Yeah, that's all right. No, I mean literally everything that's ever been said about that guy. We sit down, we're like, hey Eddie, we start talking about this and the show and all this stuff. He insults me. Well, you could be insulting. I, I know, but he, he insults me and tells me how cheap. But then I get to pick up the check and literally hands me the check. Interesting dude. That's all right. Tommy Minow grabbed it. Yeah. It was it was a weird that was a weird deal right we right. had a good time with him I agree um, Norm the times we were able to sit with Norm and we we were we did this on purpose in case people we would wait until the throng of people got done with these guys and all left and moved on and then we would go over later and we'd get one on ones with and, them and, and, and we get good Ken O'Keefe really. told us that Ricky yes. Stanzi was going to be the quarterback yep. until he blew his he shoulder out yep he did. And, and Norm Parker uh, made fun of every option offense that ever played because they haven't yet reached the end zone. Right. And, um, and 
really, I, I will uh, say it, this. he was the Greenway Hodge relationship that he had was uh, talked about was really really funny. He goes, I don't, I don't understand this at There's, all. He's like, they share the same brain. They're not from the same area. They're not, to, and somehow, they almost finish his other sentences. I mean, it was great stuff. Yes, it it really it was. was. It was. Uh, Nor Parker also said that Kirk Ferentz was, was without question the, the it, greatest guy to ever work with, yes. and he was the best head coach that he'd ever been around. And Norm had been around the block, so. Uh, it, um, absolutely, I totally remember it. Th this is my guy. This is the man I will work for for the rest of my life, or and, I won't be working anymore. And clearly, and he, he's the best man he I've ever worked for. He convinced uh, cousin Phil, no relation, uh, th the same. Yes, um, that happened. Yep. And that was and and he and and But Norm, Ken O'Keefe certainly guy. knows where the bodies are buried. Might be able to find Jimmy Hoffa somewhere underneath <laughs> Kinnick Stadium if things were going to work that way. Right. All right, let's take our final break. We'll come back. We'll get you set for Northwestern and Iowa Wrigley Field on Saturday afternoon. The world's largest bar. It's there's there's a few. We figured out how to do that. Did this summer, we, didn't we've we? Done it. We did. We'll get you set for that when we come back on the Hawkeye Hello. 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Hello, this is Ron Coomer. 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines is your local home for every Chicago Cubs broadcast. Oh, Pete's got us covered with Monster Mash. So let's, get this, let's let this go for a little bit. Oh, my gosh. So th this song gives me a nervous breakdown. When I was in college, we delivered pumpkins for a realtor down in Kansas City and listened to this song for seven consecutive hours. It's awesome. Thanks, Pete. Seven straight hours um. <laughs> of the that was the only song she played. I mean, you want to talk about nightmares? <laughs> I had a I had a. Um, I did make a hundred bucks though that day, uh, so I can't complain. In 1980, 1981, I had a two-hour ride from Knoxville to Ames to watch Knoxville, Iowa, Iowa to, yeah. to watch Iowa play football. Uh, they lost. That was the Dwayne, Dwayne Crutchfield day. Um, my parents friends who lived in knoxville at the time they had an eight track tape player with one eight track tape amazing grace oh boy we listened to amazing grace 18 times how sweet it is <laughs> how sweet it is <laughs> no um uh i actually love the monster mash but i can oh, see where you're going um, man yeah i almost texted happy you. halloween if you're if you're celebrating tonight by <laughs> to, the way to those that know, celebrate to happy celebrate halloween. Happy, if you're celebrating tonight it's been a good uh, a good uh, couple of don't forget uh, tomorrow if you are of the catholic persuasion is a uh, religious obligation day all Speak, Saints speaking day. Of, of obligation days, isn't your uh, <clears throat> one of your birthdays coming up here in the next couple of days? Uh, it is Saturday, uh, Festivus, uh, November. For the 4. rest of us, I'll be fifty-eight. Sorry, man, we'll be in. We'll be. I in know Chicago. that's why I texted you. Yeah, you're checking. You're going to have. That's a right. Party, Cyclone fans of the Hawkeye Huddle will be there. They'll in be attendance. there. All right. Well, we'll we'll be giving you a shout out from Wrigley. Andrew and I have Wrigley scouted out with our. Uh, Are you going to have signs? We need to start getting signs. We For need signs. No We're more beach balls. I Stuff actually like saw that. an argument with somebody about the other day about the beach ball thing, as if I like I was like unreasonable about the beach ball thing. But oh I don't my gosh. think I am. We've got our entire section completely with us on this. I know. When I say our, our section, we've our, won. We've won. Our we've three won. rows. We've won the beach ball thing. 
So Northwestern the other day uh, at Ryan Field, um, they gave up a touchdown right away to Maryland, but then then played them, outplayed them. By the way, they were 14 and a half point favorites or, or underdogs. Underdogs. So Brett made a little bit of money on that. Yeah, boy. Um, I, I, in fact, it was way easier than I thought it would be. Right. Considering so, they won the game outright. Right. So the did the, you sprinkle a little in, in our trend condom parlay? Throw a little parlay in there. Sprinkled in it in, and unfortunately. Unfortunately, the over-under in the Nebraska game got me, or I had a monster. I, I went under in the Nebraska game was, uh, with Purdue. and Was it 30 to 14? It's 31-14, and, and the number was 40. No. Oh. So, unfortunately, that one killed me. Late, but, late touchdown. That's yeah. why you should never uh, they, bet a parlay, they dude. Right? They, they recovered a fumble for a touchdown. Look at all me. those straight yeah. bets you would have won. Yep. Yep. So, either way, uh, this is going to be a pro Hawkeye crowd, right? It normally oh. is 50-50 at Ryan Field. This is Iowa fans are all over this, right? No right, question. Right, in terms of getting there. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're, we're headed there on Friday afternoon, going to be at Merkel's on the, uh, in the, and then Cubby Bear has a, a Iowa thing at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Then we're headed back That's down. That's the obviously. swarm deal, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, so there's a lot going on. Going to have a good time. Down. It's almost like Indy. I feel like it's almost going to be like going to Indy, like for a Hawkeye party, which will be a lot of fun. But you go into Wrigley Field, it's going to be a strange, uh, strange atmosphere, strange way of the that the field's going to be configured. Are they going to have Iowa, the know, teams at both teams on the same side? Yes. It's yes. like Metropolitan yes. Stadium in, in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Oh, love the old Met. Or when uh, Green Bay would play down in Milwaukee, they had uh, both teams on, on the, the same, same side. side. Well, don't forget. Now, so it ran the different. It ran a different way. It ran uh, north south. But the Bears played. The Bears played in Wrigley Field from like the 1930s through the 70s, right? They, uh, well, I think Soldier Field was built in 69 or 70. Original uh, no, Soldier Field. Field was built in like 1930, but they built it for football in 1970. Okay, the Bears started playing in Soldier Field in like 69 right, or 70. Right, they did. Uh, it was built for the World, Chicago World's Fair. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So, but anyway, yes, that's when the Bears. Did you learn that on the uh, architectural tour? Because I, I missed that part. I actually, I actually, have. Uh, I, I'm on some website where. I, anyway. Anyway, but the point is, um, a lot of football's actually been played at Wrigley Field, just not lately. This one's going more east-west, and it'll be a little bit different. Iowa goes in. Right, so you're so going like from, from home, right, right field, home, home plate, basically home plate out towards, uh, towards right center. Yeah, yeah. And right. we're we're going to be sitting right about even with home plate under the grandstand is where we. Well, no, that'd be good. Yeah. It's not too bad, but uh, anyway, I think we've got two minutes ish. So, your thoughts about the way Iowa can finish this off? Because <laughs> uh, look, Nebraska's in the six. driver's seat for this thing. If they win, if they keep winning. Iowa can't stub their toe anywhere. Do they do it this week with, or do they die I, on Deacon Hill? I, no, I think, and I said this yesterday, Hawks win because they rally around Bryant. They get a surge of energy and come out on top 19 to seven. Uh, I agree Iowa wins this one. I like where you're going. I think Northwestern gets more points out of this. This is closer. 1917. 1917, Iowa, the late field goal. Pound the over. Late field goal. Hit the over. 29 and a half. Iowa wins it. All right. All right. Hey, Peter Camp uh, back in the studio. Appreciate uh, his help. Of course, Tom Kakert from HawkeyeReport.com. And all the folks here at GMX for letting us uh, set up and, and have a good time here in front of uh, what is now a bigger crowd. Come down and join us here for the next couple of hours. 
Join us next week right here on 1350 for the Hawkeye Huddle, 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines.